if Alex is going to disconnect, we just kind of have to abandon him at this point. <laughs> Can you just like make it a nice beer burial? Burial? A nice burial? Beer burial. The co- the podcast is not visual. It is audio, so I can bury you with sound. I can like <laughs> edit in some dirt shovel sounds. What about so, what about like a nice soliloquy? Like he died as he lived, surrounded by women. Did, did he though? <laughs> did he live or die that way? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll make you a man of mystery. I, I was just gonna take all those dirt noises though, because like I spent all of yesterday just like digging holes because I'm I'm building another climbing wall. Oh, nice! You know? And this Wait, one's so getting. Is it? Is it gonna be bigger than the other one? Holes, it's, an, it's an install. Yeah, it's like an install. Like uh, my my brother, he he has plans to build something called a moonboard. Climbers will be familiar with it, but if you're not if you're not a climber, you wouldn't be familiar with the concept. But it's going to be pretty big, so we needed to install some things in the ground. So we had to dig the holes yesterday, but we couldn't do anything today because it rains and you need to put concrete in the ground and stuff. So that's going to be whenever it stops raining. But anyways, this isn't a podcast about climbing, although I guess it could be. I, I should probably have a climber as a guest at some point. That'd probably be really fun to talk through. Welcome to the No Happiness Podcast, where there are no happy endings, just happy friendings. And you might be wondering what kind of podcast this is and a podcast where we ask three levels of questions to get to know our guests better. You might say, who are our guests then? And I say friends, friends of friends, friends of friends of friends, and just people. We're just learning some lessons from random people and some friends and some old friends. Our guest today is an old college friend of Alex and mine. Uh, she's a licensed therapist, and she taught me the Chinese term guailo, which I think means white people or white ghosts or something like that. Yep. Uh, Cici Zhao. Uh, Hello. Or, or if you like to pretend to speak really bad Chinese, I think it's su su zhao. <laughs> i'm sorry i stepped over your intro there cc please say hi to the people no, it's okay hello everyone so how are you doing i'm good how are you guys uh well alex has mic problems and i think also girl problems but that's pretty par for the course they're pretty I mean, much we in both... tandem as, as long as this podcast has <laughs> been running those problems have been equally consistent and both like solutionless so you know par for the course <laughs> Fun times. Fun times on the No Happy Endings podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to do some climbing stuff. I I recently got back on the dating apps, and that's been fun, but it's just like, it's kind of no point to it at this point because I don't really plan on going out on dates because quarantine. But it is fun to talk to people, and it's nice to, like, match. It's a, it's a nice little confidence booster to get a like and, you know, things like that. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, it's really cool, like, when they happen, like, in my fictional life. So I'm happy for you, man. It's awesome. I think I, I honestly think that the algorithm, when you first install the apps, it like tries to boost you up and mm-hmm. it makes you seen by more people. So oh, then yeah. you get more likes when you first install. So for I sure. think that's what it is. Yeah. It's a, uh, but I mean, then, you know, accurate. if some of our friends are listening, some of our therapist friends are listening like Suresh and he's like, man, I hear Brian talking shit about himself. He better know he's sexy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I need Suresh to write your profile. I think Suresh should write everybody's dating profile because of how positive he is. Yeah, I need to control him. That would be kind of scary, though. (laughs) It would be kind of scary because it'll have way too many smiley faces and too many exclamation points. The emoji game would be out of control. (laughs) It'd be too good. Uh, Suresh, I've mentioned multiple times, is eventually going to be on this podcast, and I think we'll, we'll have him on soon, but he's just figuring out some life things right now with him and his bae. 
So we'll let them figure that out. And then eventually he'll be on the podcast because I he's a highly requested guest. So that'll be fun. Are you ready for the game, Cece? I guess so. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm going to explain it first because just in case somebody's listening for the first time and hopefully Cece just sends this to everybody she knows and all of her clients. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we have three levels of questions. The first level is rapid fire questions. The second level is next level or more serious. Usually those are a little bit more personal. And then the third level is kind of like introspective and reflective questions, kind of questions that we just kind of go through and we just kind of talk about life, if that makes sense. Yeah, sounds good. Are you ready? Sure. Let's bring it on. What's your favorite compliment you've ever received? Wow, that's actually... <laughs> <laughs> going to be a long podcast. Uh, you're not as short as you look in your picture. That's not a compliment. <laughs> that was from a dating app. Look, people, you know, I had some pretty weird experiences on dating apps. And my height is usually, I guess in my pictures, I look taller than I am. Like, even though I write my height on my profile, so people know, like, I'm not playing games. I'm actually 4'11 and 3 quarters. But I guess I look taller than that. So when people, like, they meet, I don't know, so I guess when people, like, they see me in real life, they're like, wow, you don't really look, you know, like you are, so. We're, we're going to move I mean, on, but we're going to come back to that, CC. I just want you to know, because I'm going to try and keep the rapid fire a little bit quick. But we're going to come back to that question. All right. What's your favorite te- trashy TV show? It was Vampire Diaries, but then I've been kind of watching on Netflix, Love is Blind. <laughs> Excellent show. Excellent programming. Yeah. What's something you want to try cooking, CC? Try cooking sushi. Mm. Like, well, you know. I can't yeah. seem to roll it the right. I don't know. It always ends up looking like shit or with a big blob of a bowl or something. Where's somewhere you really want to travel? Australia. When are you the most comfortable? At home. Probably just in my sweats. Binge watching TV shows. What was your first job? I was a lifestyle blogger. That's the official term. <laughs> Not a really real job. <laughs> What is your boba tea order? Ooh, uh, taro milk tea with honey flavored boba. They can like, coat the boba with honey. What's something you wish you were good at? Kayaking. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your current phone background and what's the story? Phone background? Oh. Lock screen slash home screen. Lock screen, gotcha. Maybe I got to change this question. That's not, no, it's uh, Pikachu. I got it. Oh. Yeah, I just been, I don't know. I just really when we need them. That's cute. Uh, I mean, I like Pokemon. And that's about no, it. That's fair. Yeah, and I don't have a bay, so I can't put a picture of me on my bay on my phone. So Pikachu will do for now. Pikachu's a pretty good bay. That's the end of level one, CC. That was pretty quick, right? Pretty painless. Is there anything you want to clarify on before me and Alex ask you extensive questions about some of these answers? Oh, yeah. So the kayaking. I know that's kind of like a very random thing, but Brian knows. So Brian came down to visit back in February. Yeah, and we were with Suresh and Sarah, and we all went kayaking. For some reason, I mean, I've been to kayaking before, and for some reason that particular day, I just could not move basically so poor brian had to attach my kayak to his kayak and basically rode us how many it was like what two miles yeah it was something like that yeah and it was like it it would have been easier if we were in the same kayak but it's because we attached the kayak to a kayak that like the first kayak pulls and then it hits the end of the rope and then it tugs the second kayak and it pulls the first kayak back and then you have to repeat the process 
So you're just inching along, basically. Like, but it was just because it was a little bit upstream. And also, <laughs> CC recorded a video of me of that day of us kayaking. And there's just it just happened to be like in her video. It was the one time that I missed the water with the kayak. And I look like a dumbass. But it's like really <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. So the one thing I, I mean, Alex, I think also wants to ask you about love is blind or whatever. But I do just want to say, like, if these dudes are not reading your height in your profile and they quote unquote compliment you and say you're taller or you, you don't you're not as short as you look. What the fuck is wrong with these people? These, these dudes in Florida are bums. That's all I'm saying. They pretty much are. I don't know. But then there also could be something wrong with me that I consider that a compliment. I always wonder. So. That, that's, that's not. Nah. No, nah, we're, we're not we're not tearing you down. We're we're gonna tear those guys down. Why? why yeah, you're great, one thing, like he can't like. There's so many other things to compliment. Just find something else. If you're gonna pick a backhanded compliment, why say it at all? Like, what is that about? Like, learn some manners. You fucking bums. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alex, go ahead. Dive into dive into love is blind before we move on here. So, who's your favorite? Spoiler couple? alert. Hmm. Who's your favorite couple from the show? I just started, so I can't really say. Okay, go ahead. I'll let you know. That, that ruins the rest of my questioning then. But um, yeah. excellent programming. So excited to hear your <laughs> thoughts later. Yeah. I, okay. I watched that show. Just I had no intention of watching the show. But Brian I didn't knows. either. Me, yeah. me and Brian, back in high school, we like always talked about the real world and Road Rules Challenge. Like, I don't know why that was a thing that we did. Quality trash TV. Quality trash TV. But we were in it. We were in it. They were like, bro. Yeah. The betrayal. I mean, it's, the yeah, part of it, it's quarantine. Like, because there's really none of, like, there's no good TV show that everyone's, like, on hiatus or something like that. Yeah, they're not filming. So trashy TV is what we have right now. Entertain ourselves. Mm, that's very fair. That's true. I mean, I say that, but I'm watching a K drama right now that I'm like knee deep in. I'm like, I'm like that's, in that shit. That's like legit quality programming. It, it's, it's. From I've, I've talked about it so much. It's so cheesy, but it's so well executed cheese that you're just like, man, I'm, I'm in this right now. Like, I'm, I'm knee deep in these feels. But anyways, we're moving on. Level two. Are you ready, Cece? Ready. So these questions usually get a little bit more personal. And because I happen to have known you for almost 10 years now, I can ask a few questions that are a little bit more personal. So that's actually kind of nice. Fun. <laughs> What's your worst dating story? Oh, my God. It's actually happened pretty recently. I think I talked to Alex about this a lot. So I matched with this guy. It was on Bumble. And we met um, this for like, it was like a Thai restaurant. restaurant. And then so we sat down. And he looked at me, just paused for us. Like, he's like, you look nothing like your pictures. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, let's see. What am I, how am I supposed to respond to that? So this guy, he's already ordered like a bunch of appetizers for us. So I just got up and walked away. So he ended up paying for like over fifty dollars appetizers. Um, yeah, so our waitress was actually behind us. And she was laughing. Like once she saw me like walking out, I was like, are you kidding me? Who says that? I'm you look you, nothing like your pictures. These bums in Florida. <laughs> oh, okay. That's yeah. That's just not like why. Why would you say that? I it. That's just rude. Do you think yeah. it's like the? Do you think it's like the guys in Florida, or is it just like? 
I mean, because you were up here in Virginia and you, you had like, I wouldn't say you were dating around, but I mean, like you had people you were talking to that were different. There were some flirtation ships. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I think we were all aware of each other's flirtation ships back yeah. in college. Yeah. No need I to think, dive in. No, we don't need to go into that. <laughs> no, I think it, it probably is just Florida. I, I don't know. I don't think it's the guys because it seems like the guys, because I have friends who like move from other states and once they come to Florida, they completely change. So there's something about Florida that mm-hmm. makes these guys like just, I don't even know the word, like assholes. <laughs> it would explain a lot about Florida, honestly. <laughs> Man, we're we're just taking a hot shit on Florida right now. That's that's kind of it. There are good people in there are great people in Florida, honestly. There's a lot shout of people that I, <laughs> shout, yeah, out like to me. shout out to Cece, shout out to Natisha, shout out to the people that I know in Florida. But aside from them, there's a lot of bums in Florida, apparently. Yep. Uh, okay, let's go. Next question. What's a sign that things are not going well for you, Cece? So this is something I recently discovered. I have like random panic attacks. And at first I thought, because I just don't have great health in general. So at first I thought it was that. But I started realizing like I kind of blank out and I kind of have trouble breathing. So I actually did recently see a doctor and he did diagnose me with panic attacks. So for me, it's physical. Like when something like that comes up, I know like, hey, something's not right. But it's also, it's really interesting because like when I do have those panic attacks, like, like even when things, are going okay it's kind of also telling me like oh something's about to happen and it usually does like something bad's gonna happen well, that like like you're gonna be haunted by a guaylo <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i'm not trying to make fun of the, the panic no, attack. No, no, no. like it was just like the other day like i had like a random panic attack i didn't know why like everything was fine i was on the couch just like been watching tv shows and i had an attack and literally like the next day, I found out that one of my clients had ran away uh, from a sober living home. <laughs> like, are you kidding Ooh. me? So wow. it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm becoming psychic or clairvoyant. A lot of people get like an aura, like when they know like something's wrong in their body. That usually yeah. is like a kind of a beforehand thing. Like, you know, if like they go into like a, like a diabetic seizure, they kind of have like a, a they know it's kind of coming on yeah. uh, or like. Yeah, there's there's a lot of health issues that like people can kind of anticipate, and kind of it's like almost like a roller coaster. Like once that thing starts, then they just kind of go into uh, their like panic mode. Yeah, yeah, you get the premonitions, but also yeah. like if it happens enough to you, you you start to recognize some of the smaller physical signs right away before like it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's something you would never change about yourself? Probably my height. I used to be really sensitive about it because I, I guess I was like bullied a lot when I was younger. You know, people called me all these names from shrimp to like Thumbelina and all that stuff. But as I got older, I actually realized I like being small. Like, um, yeah, I want to play hide and seek. I can hide in the cabinets. No one can ever find me. <laughs> <laughs> just, stuff, just stupid stuff like that. You know, it's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> Go to the cabinet. <laughs> Yeah, I climbed once. I think I was like, what, 15 years old? I don't know why I was playing hide and seek at 15. Don't I, don't remember why, but like my friend had a cabinet life. above his fridge and, you know, I hopped on the counter and I went into the little cabin. Literally no one could find me. They had to call my phone eventually, like two hours. Like, what the hell have you been? Like, up here. Two hours. <laughs> two I hours, yeah. Camp. 
that's yeah the fact that you had the patience to sit there for two hours that's that's even crazier oh i had my phone i was like playing games oh, and stuff so that's, I was just waiting. That point. <laughs> what's the name of this current chapter in your life <laughs> oh, the black hole <laughs> oh shit <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can't, see, so, you can't see your face. But oh, no. oh, she was just like know. the black hole. Like I mean, we kind of need to talk done. about that, DC. No. no, actually, no. I'm just kidding. So, um, it'll be starting over. So, mm. the, the last couple of months have been pretty difficult. Um, I had to basically quit a job that I really loved because they would not. Um, uh, they wouldn't like. How do I say this? Um they wouldn't provide me accommodations for my health the, the best way possible I can say. And that, and then also I had some family issues. Um, my grandmother, who you both know that um, I'm very close to, she had a stroke a couple of weeks ago. Um, she's had strokes before, but uh, this one was different just because she's in, she's almost in her eighties. So recovery is not going to be a hundred percent. We, she's been to doctors. We don't know what's caused it. And as of now, she can't really walk without a cane or something like that. Mm-hmm. So between family problems, job, of course, personal life, you know, find, trying to find someone to date, that's been pretty stressful too. Because like at my age, I'm 29 years old. My family and friends are like, why haven't you found someone yet? Why aren't you married? A lot of my friends have kids or like four kids by now. So that pressure is like starting to build up. Mm. So yeah, I've been trying to like start over and like try not to like worry so much about these things, you know coming out of quarantine. I want to come out quarantine just feeling a lot better about life. Do you think if uh, your family didn't ask you about your dating life, would you worry as much? Is it like something you want just because of like your age or is it just because you keep getting asked about it? Mm, I think if I wasn't yeah asked about it, I don't think it would be that such a big deal. You know, it wouldn't be. Yeah. Cause I'm fine, like being single, you know, I'm not like, yeah, I don't feel like super lonely, you know, or desperate, like, oh, I have to have someone near me all the time. So, you know, I have two turtles. So they bring me enough joy for now. <laughs> uh, yeah, the turtles are pretty cool. I it, it is definitely challenging. I mean, we're at that age now where other people ask those questions, but it's not like even if people don't ask that questions, we have friends that have gotten married like a couple years ago or are getting married or in serious relationships at this point in their life. So it is a little bit challenging just to be around that sometimes. But I, I do get it. And like having like parents talk about it. I don't think anybody's talking about it to me because I just got out of a long relationship. And, you know, we've only I think we've been broken up for like a year, which, you know, is a long time. But we were together for a long time. So I think nobody really brings it up to me for that reason. But at the same time, I can see why it would be really challenging if you were just if you've been single for a little while. For sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I mean, we're on the app. So, like, we feel like the pool is, like, getting smaller of, like, who we can, like, go after. And then, like, if you can't really date, like, casually because everyone's thinking about, you know, their clock or their timeline or, you know, what they're, they're, they're having the same problems we are, like, families asking them and, like, you know, societal expectations about when you should be with someone. So, you know, like if you're going yeah. to date someone, they're taking it pretty seriously or they're not taking it seriously at all. 
So it's kind of like no in between to like get to know someone without like being like fully committed. So yeah, but apparently as soon as you turn thirty, all of this stuff goes away. That's not really <laughs> true. But everybody says once you turn thirty, you just like don't give a fuck. So yeah. I'm waiting to see what happens. <laughs> okay, we'll talk in seven months. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, Cece, what is what is something you love about being Chinese? The food. Hard to argue. Yeah, it's, the... yeah. it's just it's becoming like a lot more. Um, I don't know, just like a lot more variety now because a lot of the cuisines in China are now being inspired by like other countries and stuff. Yeah, so when you go there, like for example, like at the McDonald's in China, they have this something called like a teriyaki chicken burger. You know, so like fusion. So it's just amazing how they're able now to take like influence from like other cultures and stuff. Make it so there's something there for everyone. A Chinese food, because it's funny, because like even American Chinese food is good. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's. It's not real Chinese food, but I love Panda Express. Like yeah. that's oh. like Panda Express is tasty. It's not real Chinese food, but it is tasty. Same here. I've actually been craving fake Chinese food throughout like the entire quarantine. <laughs> I know. I miss buffets. <laughs> no, Cece, I know. Chicken. Yeah, Cece, I know you have. Um, I've seen it because we've been friends a long time. I've seen you have your own Instagram where you like you make dishes. Mm -hmm. I know you said you like want to try sushi before. I like, try to make sushi. Are there like Chinese dishes that you're also interested in like revisiting or is that like, are you just trying yeah, new I, things? Yeah, recently I've been trying to up my, um, um, yeah, my dumpling making skills. It's kind of embarrassing, mm. but like it's taken me over 20 years to learn how to properly fold a dumpling. It's an art. <laughs> so, very difficult, yeah. So yeah, I've been working on that. I've actually been able like to cheat some friends too. So I'm yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's it starting to look more like a dumpling, less like a blob. <laughs> Suresh has some mad skills in dumpling making, though. It's because he's been making momos all his life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know, momos are Nepali dumplings. They're, I mean, they're essentially the same concept. They're just the Nepali version. So the filling is different and the sauces that you dip in and the soups that you eat with and things like that are different. But the concept of like having some kind of meat and vegetable wrapped in some kind of dough is is a dumpling across many cultures. So mm -hmm. Nepalis have momos, which are delicious. They're beautiful. Things. They are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's also his parents own a restaurant. So I feel like he has to be good at, you know, making dumplings. <laughs> True. True. So, Cece, you kind of alluded to it earlier. And I know, I mean, this is this is a little bit you know, sensitive because it's the health. But I do want you to tell anybody who might want to hear it or needs to hear it, what it's like to have gotten a kidney transplant at a young age and like what it's like to live with that. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, definitely. So um, I've been, I wasn't diagnosed until officially until I was like 16. But I always had these like weird like symptoms growing up. I always got tired really easily you know I didn't just I didn't have like a lot of energy as like most kids do uh my eating habits were also off and so it just kind of um I didn't feel like a normal kid I wasn't able to do a lot of stuff like normal kids could do and I got my transplant um my senior year my it was the last semester of my senior year of high school so I missed a lot of you know like the senior events the senior trips and all that stuff so and it was, and I had to quarantine myself basically, just like I'm, you know, doing right now. Um, except 
that I really couldn't socialize with anyone because after my surgery, um, I couldn't even talk on the phone because I was so weak and so tired. Um, and it, it was really difficult. I did spiral into like a really deep, dark black hole um, of depression. Um, yeah, but luckily I did have two really close friends at that time, you know, who um, did make the effort, you know, they did all the, they would like deliver my homework, my door, they would try to call me and they would, um, I did a video chat with me and um, just, yeah, like um, even on the days where I didn't feel like talking, they would just stay on the phone with me until like I fall asleep or something like that. So having that really helped and, you know, eventually it was something, I don't know, I just, Eventually, you know, I started feeling better. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to feel completely normal because um, I have to take medication for the rest of my life. My energy levels are still very up and down, but um, I'm grateful to be alive. <laughs> the best way I could say it, um, with my condition, I had a 33% chance of survival. And I had two kidney transplants. So it's a miracle that I'm, like, like talking to you guys right now, just, like, standing here, sitting here. So I guess... Just because of that, um, yeah, the gratefulness, you know, I'm still here. It kind of helps me, you know, keep living. And there are a lot of other people who are in worse situations than I am. They told me that if I was a boy with this disease, I would probably be dead by now. Oof. Wow. So, yeah. But, you know, it's just, yeah, and that's just the same thing. Like, yeah, there's always people with something worse out there, you know. I'm just. I don't know how to say this, but I don't know. So I just like, I try not to complain too much about it. And, you know, and I'm still able to gradually, you know, like I'm still able to do things, you know, I can still try to go kayaking or you know, go out on dates and all that stuff. So, I mean, it, it's as normal as I want to make it, you know, like we're in control of our lives doing that. So that's all anybody can be, can really ask for is to be in control of their life. Mm-hmm. Anything otherwise would be, and you're already dealing with something that, you know, most people don't have to deal with. And you're having this attitude, which is so great. It's so great that you're like grateful to be alive and you have this positive attitude still. And I know for a fact that there's one person on this podcast that's very grateful that you're alive. That's Alex. I'm, I'm also, I'm also pretty happy about it. But you know, I just figured I'd speak for Alex. there. (laughs) Free dialogue. Free dialogue. dialogue. Yeah, we, I remember, yeah, talking to Cece through college. I know she had, like, I mean, she had told me this story about, like, what was going on in high school, and then there was um, some issues that came up, and we, we had a lot of long talks about how she was, like, you know, thinking about, like, what was the future hold for, like, you know, her college career and all that, and um, and at the same time, like, we were part of the, we still are part of this group of friends, that, I mean, I lived on campus and Cece lived on campus. And every time I wouldn't be available to house people, Cece would always be housing people. Like she was always like putting other people like forward. And sometimes she like, I know some years she had like a really big space, other years, not so much. And, you know, that door was always open. Meal plans. Oh my God. I, I think Cece fed me for at least two solid years outside of summers. <laughs> that's not a joke that's not a joke this is not a visual podcast and maybe we'll never get there but I eat like a I eat like an ox and she fed that appetite as I was like getting bigger and so like she had like one meal planned like a week and I would just eat 15 and we would just like eat together all the time because you know she'd always be inviting me out to to hang out and that was just you know 
I didn't know about a lot of things going on with Cece. I just like, oh, I just thought she was just really kind. And she is, but then she also has this like, you know, a good cause behind her, like a good, good heart and coming from like a very real place, you know, not just nice to be nice or nice to make friends, like really nice because it comes from like a place of like real honesty. So, you know, I've, I've known about CC's struggle for like, you know, most of our friendship actually, like pretty early on, you told me. So it's been, uh, yeah, kind of like really humbling to hear her story, you know, when I feel like, you know, things aren't like going my way or whatever, you know, it could always be worse, right? Exactly. It could always be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, to be honest with you, I mean, it's been, it's not like a secret that I keep that, you know, if somebody doesn't, if I don't like get along with somebody, I burn bridges pretty quickly. And that's, that's happened with some of the people that we did used to hang out with, where I just say, you know, anybody who wants to be friends with them, that's fine. Like, but I don't, I don't fuck with that particular person, basically. And I, and I, I make that very clear, but you know, me and Cece, like you and I, we've, we've had a couple of tiffs here and there, but we've always figured it out because it's just, it's worth it to figure it out for us because I know that you're a good person and that you've always taken care of people and always taken care of our friends and things like that. It's not the disagreements we've had are just, you know, disagreements over silly things for the most part, nothing where it's like you voted for Trump. But <laughs> No, I didn't. I'm just saying, like, philosophically, something like that would be bothersome, where it would become to the point where we would have to have more than just a discussion. It would have to be like a long, long talk about what's yeah. going on. Whereas it's just, I've always known it's it's clear to me that you take care of the people that take care of you. And so that's, I think, something I've always valued a lot. And that's something I've always seen in you. Oh, thank you, guys. So that's the end of level two. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that was already pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, do you feel those feelings? Do you yeah. feel just f feel those feel? Yeah, those feelings are good for you. I think that's what they say. I mean, you're the therapist, so I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> we never had anyone qualified yet on the cast. <laughs> it's been yeah, like it almost a, almost ha at least half a year. <laughs> we have someone qualified to talk about feelings. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. It's something like that. <laughs> Are you ready for the third level, Cece? I think so. <laughs> Pick a number between one and ten. Six. Six is a dear younger self. So what would you like to say to your younger self? You can pick the age and you can pick whatever. Mm, I would probably say 14. I would probably tell myself not to give so many fucks. I think that's when, I think that was the age where I really started to notice that I was caring too much about people because mm -hmm. I was trying to distance myself from, I was basically like in denial about like my disease and that kind of stuff. Like at that point, we were still kind of figuring out like uh, what was wrong with me. I was missing school and all that stuff. So I guess for me, it was a way of distraction to just care about other people but you know kind of like how we experience in college I know like both of you know me well enough that sometimes I can care a little too much and it causes you know a lot of dollars too so if I yeah I could go back in time I'd be like CC just don't give so many fucks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having known you for so long again it's just you do care a lot and we've talked we just talked about how much you care about people so focusing on yourself and taking care of yourself is definitely super important and mm -hmm. i think that's a problem that's a good problem for the most part as a kid to have to not care so much about yourself and care so much about others but 
it does make sense that you want them, you know, you want younger you to focus basically to take care yeah. of themselves a little bit, be a little selfish. Yeah. Cause it, because I didn't deal with it back then, it kind of affected me, you know, um, as I got older, especially, you know, like in college where we did have, you know, our little dramatic moments and all that stuff. And so, and mm-hmm. I do like a lot of responsibility, like a lot of that, you know, it did come to me from caring too much. I overstepped, like I realized that. So I wish, yeah, there was a part of me that wished if I like, dealt with it before it wouldn't have been as bad but then I guess it you know like it wouldn't make me 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 basically you know Mm. that's just who I am I'm just someone that cares yeah Yeah. there's nothing wrong with that it's just we just want you to also take care of yourself all right pick a number between one and ten and it can't be six (laughs) three what's something you want to accomplish before your next birthday Mm. hmm I would like to eventually open up my private practice. I've been working with like agencies and stuff, a lot of clients and you know, like it's been great and I get a lot of variety of clients and stuff, but I feel like I found like my niche right now and I kind of just want to focus on that particular clientele. Hmm. That's so cool. It sounds like you felt like you've done the exploring and you've kind of felt your you found your purpose as a therapist now and you kind of just want to focus on that. And that's, that's such a cool feeling when you do something that you just feel like, oh, this feels right. Like, I just want to do more of this. It's like, and in regards to anything, like even if it were just a hobby, but the fact that it's like the profession you chose, that's amazing. I think you want anything, Alex, you look like you're going to say something, but I'm not oh, sure. Oh, no, I was, uh, I was waiting to let you finish. I'm trying to okay. practice better, you know, video cast etiquette because sometimes I just jump the gun. <laughs> but um, no, I was going to say, yeah, it's so hard. I I mean, I talk about this all the time because I sometimes talk to, like, younger kids or, like, volunteers. And I talk about, like, how, you know, at least, for, like, most of my inner circle of friends, a lot of us don't didn't work in the field that we studied. And, like, you know, most people took a job just to, you know, kind of be stable after college. And it's kind of like, that those some of those years like have continued like the the ramifications of those choices like still persist today but i mean like to for you to have like consistently stay in your field and advance as no as far as you have is insanely difficult like i definitely don't work in the field i studied and it took me like i almost like earned a second bachelor's trying to venture off this thing that was on my bucket list just to get a career outside of like doing what like what you're supposed to do like in high school like go to high school go to college get a job doing all that and like Mm -hmm. having that not work is is a terrible feeling so for you to like finally get to where you're at where like you achieved what you could with your degree and now you like want to like kind of exercise that further to do your own thing is so rare and it's it's Mm -hmm. like it it's saying it's insanely difficult so I know your birthday was like just last month, so like you got you got to get almost a solid year to do a lot. So that's exciting. Yeah, but I think it's also like a lot of pressure from like society itself. You know, like that textbook. You know, you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a job, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But that's not how life works. You know, um, I, you know, when I was at Mason and I was one of my government classes, the oldest classmate I had was ninety-seven years old. Mm. and she came every day with a walker she you know like um she aced all her exams like um a professor never gave us a curve because she was like well if a 97 year old can pass these exams you guys can too but it was just great to see because you know like when she 
was in her 20s. She was living through like World War II. So she didn't have the option. She couldn't, you know, graduate high school, go to college and all that stuff. But she didn't care. In 97, she walked in like a boss, you know, passed that class. But I mean, did she get as lit on the weekends, though? (laughs) That's the balance that I need to know. Like, that would justify the curve. Like, you might have gotten 97, but I was, you know, Edward 40. She had a bedazzled walk. 40s is an 80. I think Alex is trying to say he might have gotten some A's on his exams if he wasn't trying to get down on the weekends, is what he's implying. (laughs) Not wrong. Okay, so you pick a number between 1 and 10, scratch 3 and 6. Right, 7. 7. Okay, so this is kind of a process. Think of a person that you want to spend a whole day with. Got, are you thinking of them? You don't have to say their name. Mm. What's your favorite quality about that person? So, actually, I've been asked this before. It was a question we had um when I was in grad school, we were talking about like the grieving process and everything like that. Um, if there was someone in our lives, you know, uh, who we want to bring back again, something like that. So it kind of relates to this question. Um, anyway, so it would, I don't know. That's what it kind of like reminds me of. Um, it would be uh, probably my best friend, Billy, from when I was like in second grade. Um, I know this is, I wish I could spend more time with him. Um, he passed away from a heart condition you know we've been friends since we were like babies and stuff and at that time I just didn't really understand what happened to him it was just like he disappeared one day I went to the funeral and everything like that but no one really kind of explained what was going on so Mm. I don't know I kind of I know I still yeah for some reason like a lot of my childhood memories I don't really have too much like I don't have like too many memories, but there were a lot. Yeah, but most of my memories do have to do with him and our time together with our friends. So, you know, I would love to have, you know, just to spend one more day with him. What was your favorite quality about him, though? He was friends with everyone. I don't know if it was just because of our, mm-hmm. actually, no, it wasn't because of our age, because our school, you know, yet, um, even at that age, there were some pretty bitchy kids. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you yeah so i don't know he just had a way that he made like everyone just feel loved like he was friends with the bullies in our grade like i don't know how Mm -hmm. possible all the teachers loved him you know and he got like the worst grade but the teachers still loved him (laughs) so i was actually just talking with one of my old uh, grade school teachers a couple weeks ago we were catching up and she brought him up and we were just like chatting about but yeah he used to fail everything but he was very charismatic there's something about it. That's it, Cece. That's the end. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, I should have explained this, but I forgot to explain this because sometimes I fuck up the rules of this game. But now you get to ask one of these questions back. You can ask it to me or you can ask it to Alex. So any of the questions that we asked you, you can ask one back to us. If you need me to read those questions back to you, I can. Or if you have one in mind already, which you may or may not, let me know. All right. So questions for each of you. I'll start with Alex. Um, so it's about the qual. So the question about if there's uh, the one quality that you wouldn't change about yourself. When I was in high school, I was uh, not. I wouldn't say thin, but I was definitely not as big as I was. But I ran cross country, and I always felt bigger than most of the kids, especially because they're all lean and like really fast. And I was like pretty fast, but I came from soccer, so I was just like my build was like a little bit different. Wasn't until later that I realized I actually have a like 
a much wider built like frame just in general so like people will see like old photos of me in high school and they'll be like oh my god you're so thin but like i was actually fat like when i was a kid and so like when i started cross country i lost like almost like 30 pounds in like three months and so when i got to college um i started to like do some lifting and like incorporate a lot of that and then i kind of embraced you know how big i am and now as i've gotten to like boxing and like firefighting and all that like a lot of my frame actually helps me with like a lot of things but you know when i was when i was younger and even now i kind of like i'm on and off about it because you know it depends how i'm eating that one any particular day but like i sometimes i used to think i'd like like to be thinner but then like i see you know i almost like look at like a like almost like a character sheet like see like my stats and like you know i have like pretty good health and like i don't get sick a lot and I recover fast from like bruises and all that. And I'm like, you know, people can like push me around or like I fall down or whatever, but I'm like pretty strong. So like, you know, I wouldn't change like my physical build, even though like I have reservations about my body. There's this like, I've learned to kind of like just embrace the benefits because I used to just really want to be slender, you know, and like, like, you know, cut, like shredded. And like now I'm like, I've had like, things happen like an injury before or like things that like things that could have been really bad but like because of my health i've like it's just not an issue for me and i think i've just like taken that and i've just been like okay i will take this over you know not being able to do something you know Mm. so yeah probably like my body well you're beautiful well, you know, I didn't mention anything about the face, but you know, I'll take it where it comes. Yeah, that's a different story. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, I, roast. I forgot about that about CC. This is those low key roasts. It's like, you know, those little comments like my aunt would give me just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, CC. <laughs> All, right. All right, Brian, what oh, is God. your worst date story? My worst date story. Uh, okay, so would would you include like asking a girl out as part of dating, or would you say like sure. actually going on the date? Because actually going on the date, I took this girl on a date, and we went to go get pho, and and she didn't finish her bowl of pho, and I was just like, this oh, is no. fucking over. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is this is it. I I don't know. If if at first she told me that she didn't like pho, it would have been fine. But, you know, she mentioned that, you know, she'd be into it. She liked pho. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. This is great. There's no problem here. Mm-hmm. And then we go and then she ate and she she didn't finish her. And I was just like, oh, God, this is this is just not this is not good. And I, I say that partially joking, but I mean, pho is really important to me. But also just like the, the conversation was just not going well and other things, too. And it was just like like we had fun talking and there were mm-hmm. things like that but there were just a couple of others like she she joked about how when she was younger she used to steal from like stores and stuff like that and i was like oh like my parents own a shop <laughs> so like to me it's like so weird yeah. to be on that side of the story like i i know mm-hmm. kids do stupid things when they're younger but it's just like all of these kind of like stories and then adding up with not loving the soup that is in my blood just hurt my soul so I, I don't know that that's the worst dating story, but that's the that's the one that came to mind when it was just like, man, that was a trash date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, okay, right. Cece, okay. are you ready for the real last question? All right. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> this is the true, true last question. And we saved this one for last because nobody actually listens to this podcast and nobody knows that this question comes at the end. What would you like your title to be? So, for example, in the past, we've had Aaron the Compassionate. We've had Alyssa the Changemaker. There was Yexen the Kind. Was it Yexen the Kind? Wait, maybe it wasn't. But anyways, CC the what? Oh, wow. Oh, is Yexen the was Reliable? reliable? Yeah, Yexen the Reliable. I kept about Coordinator because that was Andrew. <laughs> no, <laughs> she, she picked uh, Connector. Oh, the Connector. Who's the coordinator? Is that Tiffany? We don't have. There was no coordinator. Nobody picked coordinator yet. I think it might have been a discussion possibility, but nobody picked it yet. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Not that you can't pick the same title, because obviously you can. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. I'm trying to think of a synonym for this because I think caretaker sounds like you know what mom they're like the grave <laughs> people. Mm-hmm. So trying to think of another word for that. Oh yeah, I mean, so caretaker, you know, there's, there is compassionate, the or you know, empathetic is kind of all along those lines where you kind of feel the feelings of other people. Motherly, some would say. Uh, I don't want to put gender roles on it, but you know. Lots <laughs> <laughs> well, of weird ones for synonym: protector, guardian, watchman, supervisor, mm. babysitter. Hmm. Mm. I'll just stick with care. Oh. Caregiver. Uh, CC, CC the caregiver. I like it a lot. Okay. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was fun. It's always fun to catch up with an old friend. Of course, definitely. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. This is a lot better than I expected. Because I get comfortable. What were your expectations? This is why you got to convince our other college friends that I've been trying to get on the podcast. Now that you've been on it, you can help me convince them. That's the best part. Sounds good. Always need advertising. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, if you have any questions or concerns or ideas or you want to ask me a question, uh, you can email nohatbandingspodcast at gmail.com. Please like, follow, subscribe on Anchor or Spotify. Those are the two platforms we're available on. And, and Google, uh, the Google Podcast. I don't know if we're on Google Podcast because we might have been on for a bit and I might have gotten an email saying something i gotta double check that honestly that's how i listen to the one i was not on oh so i'm on google podcast well you're on uh the last one i listened to was episode 16 wait so are you saying i was on google podcast or you searched it on google and it opened anchor i searched on google and it opened the google podcast page oh shit (laughs) we'll confirm by the next podcast but right now anchor and spotify cool so then we just basically end the podcast by saying okay bye so okay Okay, bye bye